Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it, you're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Feminists of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Hello. We are here. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Doing good. This is our uh, our first uh, last our last podcast we did in separate places. Uh, hopefully, the sound quality will be a little bit better on my end because we're actually in the same place at the same time. So now you know we're actually two separate people. Yes. All right. So this tangent episode, uh, we'll probably do at least one of these every month before our big episode we'll just break down some kind of fun horror themed thing this week soundtracks yes so i'm not talking like uh movie scores I'm talking about like actual albums i remember going to the store and buying a cd because, oh, this movie's cool. Uh, listen to the songs. Sometimes the songs like have nothing to do with the movie. They're just a bunch of random bands that they threw together. Right. I guess now you don't even have to go to the store. You just stream it or download it on iTunes or something. But you get the point. Right. Well, I, I, remember, I remember walking all the way from my house to the mall so I could buy the Demon Knight soundtrack. You know, that so is a good one. Like a four-mile four mile walk. Now I can just go on my phone and hit a couple buttons and it's already there. You don't have to walk uphill barefoot in the uh, snow. No. These little kids, these kids just don't understand what it was like to have to get a CD back in the day. Not to mention you had to shove it in your pocket when the guy wasn't looking. Yeah, that was <laughs> definitely an inconvenience. <laughs> Alright, so we picked ten. We've got ten horror soundtracks that are pretty awesome. And for all of you lucky fans of Fans of the Dead, I'll put a link to Spotify so you can listen to most of these. Now, obviously, with movie rights and music rights, they don't always allow you to listen to every single song. So there are a few missing, unfortunately, but the Wild West of Music is available for you. YouTube. Go to YouTube. You can listen to anything there or watch anything. I guess they do have videos there, too. Yeah, they do. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so first one, Dracula 2000. Stick with us. Stick with us. Please, please, please. God, I remember watching this, seeing this movie, and just it was almost the first movie I walked out on. Actually, no. We had already walked out on a movie, because you and I walked out on Batman and Robin. Oh, man, that one was horrible. Well, this was almost the second movie I walked out on. Um, horrible movie. Great soundtrack. A lot of great bands. Amazing soundtrack. But like, this is one of those soundtracks where I feel like they just said, all right, these bands are popular. Let's put them on the soundtrack. We'll play a bunch of these songs right. 
you know, throughout the movie, and maybe that'll get a little bit of attention. Because, like, look at the names of these bands. These are, this is, like, the 90s compilation album right we had, here. We, we got Linkin Park, like, right around that time. Linkin Park was, you know, just hitting it major. They were just blowing up. And look, it's one step closer. It's... No, their first hit. Their first hit from their album. They just brought it over here. And we got Marilyn Manson, Monster Magnet, System of a Down, Slayer, Disturbed, Power Man 5000, Head P.E., Saliva. Like, a lot of these songs are great. One song that I'm sorry you cannot get on Spotify is Avoid the Light by Pantera. Not their best song, but it's Pantera, so it's still fucking awesome. Exactly. Everything Pantera is awesome. I actually forgot about this album until I was scrolling through on demand just looking for a horror movie and came across this movie. And the first thing I thought of when I saw the cover was, oh man, that was a good soundtrack. Why don't I remember anything about that movie? <laughs> it's funny. It's the same thing. Like I'll I'll notice album covers, soundtrack covers, nothing. Movie out gone. Yeah, so I can't speak ill of the movie because I don't remember anything bad about it. Also, but it obviously wasn't memorable. Yeah. I definitely but, that's, saw it. but usually, if you're watching a bad movie like that, you're trying to find something else, you know, to to latch on to. And you're like, well, the music's good anyway. Yeah. It did have that going for it. American Werewolf in Paris. The spiritual sequel to American Werewolf in London. Did you see this one? I did not see that one. It's actually on my list of things to see. It's actually really good. I enjoyed it. And originally, American Werewolf in London almost was American Werewolf in Paris. Really? They were having a lot of trouble with uh, like getting places to shoot. And it was just like turning into a big headache. So John Landis was almost like, fuck it, let's just move to a different country and start over. Right. But it worked. It all worked out. So this is the sequel. Uh, a lot of great random bands here, a little kind of thrown together, but pretty good soundtrack. Mouth, the Stingray mix from Bush. Bush, Bush was, Bush is a weird band for me. I don't know, but like... I, I love their was it sixteen stone sixteen stone was, was a huge. great 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 album. Um, I wasn't Razorblade Suitcase was okay, but like everything after that, I kind of you know kind of forget about. This is a pretty good list of like that era. Like yeah, but Fastball, Caroline Spine, Caroline Spine is a very underrated band. I'm not really uh, yeah, I don't really know much they about had, them. They had that they had that one song, um, the Sullivans. Not not familiar. Yeah, you know what? You would if you heard it. Cake. Um, it's on here, right? Yeah, cake is on there. Yes. Never gonna give you up. Because you can get Rick rolled by cake back in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the late 90s. Yeah, so the Funk Junkies, one of the first bands I ever saw live. Adrenaline, that's a pretty good one. Saw them with 311 and De La Soul. That was a pretty awesome oh. concert. I saw Fat Live. Fat Fat was I, I saw them play with with Third Eye Blind. Apparently fat stands for fuck all that. Ah, okay. That makes more sense than just being called fat. Yes. With an F, not yes. PH. But uh no pretty pretty solid uh pretty solid lineup for that uh that movie. Uh, yeah, so I definitely suggest that you watch that movie because I do remember it. Being one of those movies that kind of freaked me out. 
I'll have to give it a rewatch. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one. That was good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the werewolf like the American werewolf movies. So I have to I have to check those out. Not even London. I haven't. Oh, that's also a good soundtrack, but kind of like ironic the way they like Bad Moon Rising. Uh-huh, because it's, yeah, it's always been, You know, I've always, I found it on, and I always kind of catch it, like, halfway through, and, you know, I don't want to watch a movie, like, halfway through, so I have to No, you cannot make, watch it halfway through. No, I have to make a point to actually sit down and, and watch that is it, a, get it. That is a great movie. Maybe we'll add it to our list. Yes. So you're forced to watch it. Because sometimes, if you're forced to do things, well, I mean, you have to do it then, right? It's true. All righty. Uh, now, see, I was... Mixed on adding this because is it a horror movie? I don't know, but it's horrific. So yes, I feel like if it induces fear and like this is more like a psychological thriller, I think would be the genre. But Lost Highway, great, great movie, great movie. First David Lynch uh, work that I saw, yeah. And so that's a great way to get introduced to someone and be like, is this guy okay? <laughs> like, wow, there's something twisted about him. Uh, actually, in film class, we saw Blue Velvet, another one of yeah. his movies. Like, yeah. he's, he's a phenomenal director. And, like, he, these are movies that you have to watch more than once. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, just another one. Like Nine Inch Nails, you got Marilyn Manson. Uh, a couple of Rams, uh, Ramstein tracks. But Driver Down by Trent Reznor. Great, great song. That is So, I don't know if this was the first movie that he basically scored and, like, got a bunch of his friends. Like, yeah. he, he was uh, the producer for Marilyn Manson and maybe Ramstein, too. I don't know. But, you know, he worked with those people. So, he got right. them on the soundtrack. He scored the rest of the soundtrack. And after that, so him and his boy, uh, Atticus Ross, they ended up going to do a bunch of movies together. They did Natural Born Killers, The Social Network. Like, that's kind of random, but it, it, they right. did a really good job with it. In the Hall of the Mountain King on that soundtrack, they do a really good version of that. That's pretty cool. So then they did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Bird Box, and upcoming Pixar movie, Soul. <laughs> Like, years ago, you'd never think that Trent Reznor would have anything to do with a kid's movie. Right. But uh, it looks like kind of an existential movie. So, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, weird movie, good movie. That was a great Great movie. soundtrack. Great movie. Now, here's another movie that was okay, but the soundtrack was phenomenal. Right. Queen of the Dance. See, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the movie. I saw this was one I th saw in the theater because it was the third in that series, right? The Anne Rice mm -hmm. Vampire yeah. Chronicles Diaries or whatever you want to call that. Um, but Jonathan Davis was compiling this whole soundtrack, and you have Aaliyah, who you know, God rest her soul. She uh, was playing the title, the titular, titular. Titular? How do you say titular? That? I think it's titular. Maybe. Anyway, she was the queen of the dam. Is the point. So, oh man, just look at the soundtrack. You got Marilyn Manson, Papa Roach, Godhead, Disturbed, Static X, Deftones. 
Change Deftone. The, See, that, Changing the House of Flies. I love that song. Yes. Um, Jonathan Davis did a bunch of songs for it, too. He did five songs. And this is another great reason to have YouTube, because you can go to YouTube and hear the original songs, the cuts that he did, but there was a whole big fight um, with his record label, so he couldn't be on the actual soundtrack, so he got his boys to sing the songs for him. Yep. And I mean, look at his boys. Wayne Static, David Draymond from The Sturb, Chester yep. Bennington from Lincoln Park. Park, you got Marilyn Manson, Jay Gordon from Orgy. Do you remember Orgy? <laughs> they had, God, what did they have? One, two songs that Two big songs, and one of them was the cover, Blue Monday. Blue Monday, yeah. Which I thought I heard that was actually like his father. Really? I think so. That's I'm a not, really a, cool cover. I'm not, a, I'm not 100% positive, but I thought I read that his father was in um, New Order, who, which was the band that did Blue Monday, the original. That's pretty cool. But that that album was actually really good. I, I enjoyed that. Actually, I believe we saw them at Family Values in uh, 98. I believe you saw them. At Family Values, I missed them because I ended up showing up during Lincoln, uh, not Lincoln Park. Uh, you didn't come in. Limp Biscuit. You didn't come in with us. No, remember you had to meet me in the parking lot because I was at work. Oh yeah. I remember you had a pager. I was texting <laughs> you one oh seven three one oh seven three because I was at the WAF one oh seven point three. I was at their van, and I was like, I hope so he gets have, this stupid. So code. did I have to leave the building? Mm hmm. And they let me back in. Yeah, they let us both back. Oh, well, they let you back in. They well, let I, me. I, I must have said something to, like, to the guy, but yeah, I thought it was always okay. Yeah, so that this is another movie where I don't remember too much. The uh, vampire Lestat is sick of like living in the shadows, so he joins a band, and apparently, if you live for hundreds of years, you can just have whatever talent you want, and he becomes a super famous rock star. And vampires are mad about that. Uh, that's basically what I remember. And he uh, gets with the Queen of the Damned. Yeah. I guess that's the point of the movie. I know what you did last summer. Which thing? I did a lot of things last summer. It was a hmm. pretty eventful summer. Well, you could kill a guy and put him in your trunk. Didn't they just roll him down a hill? I thought they hit him in a trunk, didn't they? Oh, yeah, and then they dropped him into the lake. Right. Okay. See, this is, this is another great movie that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it was it was one of those, like I saw another one, saw it in the theater, haven't watched it in a really long time, but again, The soundtrack, I bump all the time. Yes. I mean, typo, typo negative, the Summer Breeze cover, so good. I like so that good. better than Seals and Croft. Absolutely. Um, see, we Our Lady Peace, Clumsy, another great track. Whatever happened? To Our Lady Peace. Did they just um, go back to Canada and hide? I, I, I think they kind of stay in Canada. Hmm. Because they, they were huge for a while. They were huge. Late, late 90s. They were actually in mid to late 90s. They had a couple of the albums before their like big one with Superman's Dead and all that stuff. They, um, they had the album with um, Innocent on it. Or what was there? They had... Um, I don't know. The, the Superman's Dead and Clumsy were the biggest hits that I can right. recall from them. Right, correct. Uh, God. Corn, Adam Cohen, Soul Asylum. And then you have a Beatles cover for Hey Bulldog. Now, Mike, they may not like this song. I actually really like this song, although I've 
I didn't say I didn't like the song. I said it's not one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. But the Beatles have hundreds of songs. It's true. So, you know, it's so a you got, you know, I, I, you got Hey Bulldog covered by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket was a big 90s band. And there was actually a few covers on this. So you got the Hey Bulldog. You got Summer Breeze. Uh, what else you got? Coolest Shaker. They do Hush. And yeah, L7. Remember them? This Ain't the Summer of Love by Blue Oyster Cult. But speaking of covers, this is not an actual cover. I have a question for you. Now, royalties. You must know all about royalties. I don't know why, but I have a question. <laughs> so, Two Wiki is a really odd name of a song, but Hoover Phonic. So, they do the song Two Wiki, which samples Isaac Hayes. And the Isaac Hayes song is a cover of Dionne Warwick. The Dionne Warwick song was written by Burt Bacharach. So you have Bert, Dion, Isaac, and now Hoover Phonic. How the hell do they pay out on those royalties? It seems like a lot of hands in the pocket. No kidding. This is, is just like split up like it. But certain... that, that has to have been an accident. Like, uh, well, oh God, now I can't think of the, the name of the band. But they've just got rights to the royalties to their biggest song. Because it had like a small sample of Rolling Stones. Hmm. You said this is recently? Yeah. Bittersweet Symphony. That's what it is. Deserve. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so for a long time, their biggest hit, they weren't getting any money from it. Yeah. So finally, they get credit and uh, the royalties back. So, next on our list, actually, kind of one that I just thought of. This was uh, not on the list. It this was not on the. It was not on the list. But when I heard kind of one of those aha moments. Message, uh, you know, talking about a few of the other bands, Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. So this is another movie that a lot of people didn't like. I am I a fan it. of it. I love it. I now, I am a big Friday the Thirteenth fan. That is my favorite horror franchise, and I loved what they did with it. I wasn't a huge fan of them casting Kurzinger in it, as opposed to Kane Hodder, because I feel like Kane Hodder got the shaft. Um, actually, he does too. But the, the soundtrack, phenomenal. I'd been looking forward to that movie for so we long. All, it was 10 years. 10 years it we waited for that more movie. more than 10 years because no. like, it was always a rumor that they were eventually going to fight. And then in, uh, what was it, Jason Goes to Hell, the was, glove comes it was, up. It was 10 years. It was, Jason Goes to Hell was 1993. But it was a rumor before then. And then when that movie came out, it was just like, this is real. This right. is happening. I can't wait. Maybe next summer we're going to see this. And then we so, all grew old yeah. waiting. And then, well, they had an original. I forget who the original director was for the movie. They had Kane signed up and ready to go. Really? And then, um, I think it was um, Wu, John Wu, I think it was. Or, uh, oh, really? He took over and ended up recasting. So anyway, but to the soundtrack, I mean, you have, um, I mean, the big song off the soundtrack is How Can I Live by El Nino. Okay. Great, great song. And you got Kill Switch Engage, Pine Shank, uh, Spine Shank, uh, Mushroom Head, Slipknot, uh, Shamira, Power Man 5000, Seether, Stone Sour. Um, I mean, just. Yeah, see, I feel like this is another one of those, like, compilation albums. It's it like, is. It all is. these the song, are bands, just kind of right. jumble them together, because I honestly don't remember many songs from the movie. Right, and and probably half these songs were played during the credits anyway. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how most soundtracks are anyway. But but it's just, I mean, great bands, uh, Jamira, 
Yeah, I mean, all of, all those bands are awesome, but I feel like, yeah, they probably were just kind of squeezed in there. To... Right. It's just like, ah, uh, horror slash movie, we need a bunch of heavy metal bands, go. <laughs> so, this next movie doesn't really have any heavy metal. They went with a complete Texas blues style. Yes. Now I'm talking about From Dusk Till Dawn. Well, it's still one of my favorites. I remember we, I think it was a, my friend's older sister, I think, rented this. And she's like, oh, this is the guy that made Pulp Fiction and his friend that made Desperado. Both of those were movies that we loved, like those movies that, like, you're not supposed to watch, but when the cool guy at Blockbuster's work and you can rent movies like that. Right. So we're watching it, and it just seems like a regular gangster movie, and all of a sudden there are vampires. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, obviously, we didn't read the back of the box or, or anything. <laughs> yeah. We just went into it blindly, which was awesome. And if you have not seen From Dust Till Dawn, I'm sorry that I just ruined it for you by telling you about vampires. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's been 20-plus years. I'm pretty sure the spoiler law is out the window. Fumando marijuana. <laughs> Great soundtrack. We got Tito and the Tarantula, Angry Cockroaches. They do... Uh, what is it? Dark Knight? No, Dark Knight's the Blasters. What is the other song that Tito and, and Tarantula do? I didn't write it down. I'm such a bastard. And it's the song that plays during the big dance number. And if you've seen the movie, you know the dance number that I speak of. That's actually the turning point from gangster movie... It's a vampire movie. It's a horror vampire yeah. movie. Uh, by the way, Tito and Tarantula were the Titty Twister house band. Yes. After Dark. After uh, Dark. But then you throw in That's some ZZ Top, uh, Mexican Blackbird. Ooh, let's kind of skip and not talk about that song. It's kind of racy. Yeah. So we'll go right to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Amazing guitarist. And they get two songs from him on here. Yes, plus his older brother Jimmy. He's very underrated. That is true. Yes. Very underrated. The Vaughn brothers. But, but, yeah. I honestly didn't know he had a brother until yeah. I was yeah. reading about the soundtracks to this movie, and I was like, holy crap, why but did they, he not um, re- they had They had a couple albums, or at least one anyway. Um, but no, Mary Had a Little Lamb, one of my favorite, favorite songs. Play that with the kids quite often. It is a fun version of that song. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Cucarachas. Enojades. I don't know why I like reading Spanish words. Sultry. <laughs> Fumando marijuana. Fumando marijuana. Yeah, okay. I guess we can move on. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> now, it was already mentioned before, but Demon Knight. Demon Knight is... Probably my favorite horror movie soundtrack. Yes. It's, like, what, movie, what year did that come out? Probably, like, 94 or something. 94, 95. And, yeah, I still listen to almost every song on this album. I'm not going to lie. The Ministry song, not really a fan. It's never, eh, I'm not a big Ministry fan. The, but, the beat is phenomenal. Yeah. And, like, the beat starts, it's like, yes! And then he starts singing, it sounds like he's, like, singing through a megaphone. With like a high pitch. Tonight we murder. <laughs> so I have two 
two songs on here that are my absolute favorites. Obviously, Cemetery Gates. Yes. Great, the- great opening, like the, the like the, the little acoustic, like at the beginning, and you know, just builds to that awesome guitar riff, and also a Megadeth song that a lot of people probably don't talk about is Diadems. That's a great song. Like all of these are great songs, uh, but. To bring it back one second to Cemetery Gates, I did not know that that was not the full version of the song no. until I bought Cowboys from Hell. And I was like, wait, there's like there's a whole minute outro right here after where Phil is like battling the guitar to see who can be a higher pitch. Phil is. Demon Knight dropped the ball on that one. They should have played the full song. God, Phil's, Phil's voice is... Dude. At least at that at that time, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you got filter, uh, filter. Hey man, nice shot. Obviously, that's grabbed from uh, their album. Right. But that is such a great song. And have you ever seen the video that inspired that song? I, I not sure if I have. So Bud Dwyer, he was like some kind of like city councilman or something. He uh, got arrested for bribery swore that he was innocent and the day before his sentencing he held a press conference and he's handing out all these uh, sealed envelopes to i guess people in his office and i'm guessing it was suicide note but he pulls out one big envelope pulls out a gun and everyone oh my god don't do it but no no boom shoots himself in the head actually i just saw i i saw I saw something. It was it was on Facebook because you know everything's on social media. But it was like one of those like you know the like clickbait things where it's like oh ten most shocking things caught on caught on camera. And, yeah. And a lot of the stuff like I had seen from remember those faces of death videos. I I thought this that, was that might have been that might have been on there, but I'm not sure. But I hadn't seen that, and so I'm like you know what I'm gonna look at it. So I I go on the trusty old YouTube and I'm just <laughs> watching. He's standing there and he's like talking boom and just. It was that one kind of kind of like weirded me out a little. I'm bit. not gonna lie, it, that's a very disturbing video. If you are gonna go watch this video, know that it's real and know that it is disturbing. And it's funny because when you see blood in movies, they color it's, it it's to, exa- to make it. It's colored in a way that real blood is not. Right. Like real blood, it's very because dark. you've seen so many movies, looks fake. And right. when there's that much blood, it's just like. Pouring out of this guy's face. I mean, it is not safe for work either. No. Uh, so that goes on to one eight hundred suicide by Grave Diggers. <laughs> this song actually introduced. So it's not this album's phenomenal. Introduced me to Pantera, one of my favorite bands of all time. Grave Diggers, RZA. So this introduced me also to Wu Tang, one of my favorite rap groups of all time. That is an amazing song. All of these songs are, are great. For a short soundtrack, it's only 10 tracks. No, they, Go they, out and they, buy that. Download it. Stream it right now. Yeah, they, That's they, your homework. They, uh, they nailed it top to bottom. Now, this one also seems kind of like a compilation, but, but it really works. And all the songs are used very well. Rob Zombie. Obviously, he knows music. So all of his soundtracks are phenomenal. 
even if you don't like Rob Zombie's movies, which I think you should, they're pretty awesome. They're fun. His soundtracks are just awesome. So Devil's Rejects was my Rob Zombie pick because we both picked a Rob Zombie movie because his soundtracks are awesome. But the, all these songs are used very well in the movie. You got Almond Brothers, Midnight Rider, Shambhala by Three Dog Night, Fooled Around, Fell in Love, Elvin Bishop, I Can't Quit You Baby, Otis Rush, Funk 49 by the James Gang, Rock On, One of my David favorite. Essex. That part of the movie, just when that bass line drops, it was like, this is going to be cool. Something cool is happening here. And the way he does the snippets from the movies yeah. in between songs, too, I love that. Yeah, I love that they're going with a little Joe Walsh, a couple Joe Walsh songs, because you got you got the James Gang and uh, with Funk Forty Nine and Rocky Mountain Way. Rocky Mountain Way, awesome song. Freebird, obviously. I mean, the can't. ending scene was just phenomenal, and that was just like perfect for it. And also, it's like, if you, did you watch uh, Three from Hell yet? I have not watched it yet. I haven't. I own it. I'm not going to say much about it, but I am going to say I was very excited. When a certain song played, because I was like, okay, this seems like this is going to be the last scene in the film. And this is like one of the longest rock songs of all time. So this is going to be badass. Yeah. So yeah, he does a phenomenal job with soundtracks. House of a Thousand Corpses, his first movie. So obviously there's a lot of Rob Zombie songs on there because... He didn't have the big budget that he could go around and just get every old school classic rock song that he wanted. Right. So he kind of just had to make see, it up as he went along. See, when I when I first bought this, I I thought like I didn't even know like this was a movie just yet. Like I'm I'm like oh it's just a new Rob Zombie album. <laughs> and then like very shortly after, um, you know I, I might have been just reading the book. It's oh, from film House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm like oh like wait he does like horror movies. Sweet. And so my girlfriend and I, well, now wife, uh, watched the movie. It was something It was something else. Um, I love the, the, the homage to, like, that old 70s, like, horror kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, that, that exactly. It seemed like a, an homage to uh, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre in particular. Right. right. The way they, you know, have the Firefly family. But, yeah, phenomenal movie. Great, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. I mean, you got um, well, House you, of a Thousand Corpses. Well, obviously, House That's of a Thousand yeah. Corpses. But I mean, uh, I mean, a couple of the you don't have listed here, like Feel So Numb, uh, Demon Speeding. I think is on there too. No, those were on on uh, his second album. No, I'm pretty sure Feel So Numb was on that. I would bet you money that Feel So Numb is not on this soundtrack. <laughs> All right, folks, yeah, we we're going to the Google to prove Jeremy wrong. This, this could probably turn into a segment. And now, folks, it's time to prove Jeremy wrong. Let's see. House of... So, House folks of... at home that are playing along, I'm sure you've already Googled and found out the answer, and he's still <laughs> typing in the title. Okay, here we do, go. Do, 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 so we got Howdy Folks, House of a Thousand Corpses, Saddle Up for the Mule, Scream. I gotta change the notes. I don't think I can like sing that whole song. No. I don't think we're allowed to. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Mm. Oh, I guess oh, I, it's I guess not I'm, on there. Oh, either of those songs. Nope, nope. I guess I'm, I guess I should have mentioned an actual wager before we did that. I know, right? You owe me a beer or something. Yeah. But yeah, great soundtrack. Nonetheless, even if those two great songs are not on there, you got everybody's screen. Run, rabbit, run. Awesome. Pussy liquor? Now that's just a fun pun right there. L-I-Q-U-O-R. Get it? Pussy liquor? Sounds like a great liquor store. So, so, which is a liquor store in the movie. I think I know why, why I was kind of thrown off. Okay, so his, his second album, Sinister Urge. Yes. Has the song House of a Thousand Corpses on it. Right. Okay, so that's why I, I kind of thought, yeah, right. I thought it was kind of all in one, but never mind. I am, I am wrong. Well, Did you watch Haunt yet? I have. While watched, we're talking about Rob Zombie, I haven't watched Haunt yet, but it is on my watch list. I hate to spoil the end credit cover song, but you had ample time to watch it, and I put it onto our Spotify list, so I have to bring it up. So. Lizzie does a cover of Dracula. Really? And it is fun. It's, see, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's slower, but it's a lot softer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously she sings it a lot different than Rob does. And when it first came on, like the credits, I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, this sounds familiar. What is it? This is Dracula. Oh, my goodness. Can you notice how a lot of movies do that? They take, like, old songs and they either slow them down a lot or they soften it for the trailer. Yeah, I've noticed they that. They do that a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it, Last House on the Left? They did Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. And it was, it was very different. But like, It's I, not a bad cover. No, no. And it's funny because it's a song based off a scale practice right. that Slash was doing. He was just practicing his scales. And Axel comes down and says, like, what are you playing? That's amazing. And Slash is like, are you an idiot? Like, are you still drunk? <laughs> he probably was. He probably was. Anyway, turned into a great song. Great cover. Great trailer. Okay, movie. I liked the original Last Thousand Love. I liked the new one, too. But I think you, know, you, can't, you can't top that original right, Last right, Thousand exactly. Love. That's, exactly. And I don't want to talk too much about remakes, because I feel like that could be a whole other hour that we sit here and talk. Yeah. I feel like we have been chittering for a while so yeah if you got any other well we left a big one out maximum overdrive holy shit i mean which is which is basically acdc's who made who album maximum overdrive is the reason i wanted to do this podcast i was just bored trying to find something to listen to on the way to work so i just type in maximum overdrive i'm like oh someone's got to be talking about it so start listening to this podcast. And every there was like five people. And they're all just trashing on this movie. They all hate it. This is the worst movie we've ever seen. It's so cheesy. It's boring. It's stupid. Such and I'm like, why are you going to talk about this movie for an hour if none of you even right. like it? Right. Like, that's... It was too annoying to listen to. So that kind of gave me the idea. Like, hey, why don't we talk about movies we like? I can have fun with it. Right. Because when this movie, not when the movie came out, I was four (laughs) or something like that. But when I got around to seeing it, I mean, the whole soundtrack is done by ACDC. That there alone makes this movie awesome. 
Absolutely. And then you have trucks running people over and people going crazy. We made you. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a classic. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't all just trucks, wasn't it? Like all sorts of um, electronics, electronics, anything yeah. basically. So I remember, power. I remember a microwave. Yeah. Microwave. <laughs> we had the 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 little carver. Yeah, the carver <laughs> went crazy. I don't know how it moved around. Yeah, like you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief with the movie, but it's fun. So this is also it's a short soundtrack, kind of a compilation because you have songs from Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, Fly on the Wall. Back in Black, but they made a couple originals, Who Made Who, which is the name of the album. Yeah, an instrumental DT, which is awesome. When that plays in the movie, it's like perfect. Chase the Ace, which we actually use as our uh, Fantasy League theme song in honor of our friend Chase, who has passed. And they did five more instrumentals that are awesome. Not on the soundtrack, but just like... Stephen King was such a huge ACDC fan, and he was on so much cocaine when he made this movie that I feel like he blew a lot of the budget on <laughs> ACDC alone. Do you know they played a cameo in the movie? I did. Do you remember the scene? When the bridge goes up, and all those cars get smashed, Yes. and the little speedboat goes underneath? That was ACDC in the speedboat. What a waste of money, because they do not show ACDC at all. You see this from way, way back, the speedboat going under. Why have famous people? Why bring the famous people? He just wanted to hang out and do coke with them, I think. Probably. <laughs> but, you know, he had the money to spend on it. Great soundtrack. Awesome movie. If you hate it, I'm sorry. It's fun. What are you going to do? We are fans of the dead. And next episode, we are going to be covering a classic 80s film, yes, another 80s film, Chopping Mall, starring Scream Queen Barbara Crampton. And um, I believe Tony O'Dell was the other uh, main character there, Ferdy. Ferdy. That's a fun name. Ferdy. <laughs> yes. All right, so until next time. Well, we should we uh, remind people where they can follow us on Twitter? Fans of the Dead 1. That's number one. The numeral Uno. Uh, you can now reach out to us at fans of the dead podcast at Gmail. Also, you can check us out. We are on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and um, Podomatic. Automatic, yes. And if there's any other places that you like to listen to your podcast, let us know and we'll be there. Or we'll be square. We might be square. We're definitely square. Have fun. Be safe. Peace.